Hey everybody, Matt Hill here in Oklahoma City with my friends. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Morgan Jones. I'm the founder and executive director of the Steam Engine. Michael Witten, I'm one of the board members of the Steam Engine. Also work locally is at, with uh, Tier 1 Completions. I just work with. He's the VP, everybody. Yeah. He's the main sales, you know, and business development. And when I say business development, I mean they're not going to be anywhere without him. Right? Arguably, yeah. allegedly. We're going to be more modest than that. I'm not going to be. I'm going <laughs> to promote him. He, he brings me uh, important people that uh, are just, you know, on the fringes of our uh, little oil-filled society bringing in good uh, STEM uh, research for children. Is that right? What all, what all is the uh, charity about? So uh, the steam engine is a 501c3. Yep. We work with students in the uh, ages of 8 to 13. We primarily partner with existing after-school uh, groups like Boys and Girls Club and YMCA. And we come in once a week to work with their students about 90 minutes, um, completing different curriculum modules in eight-week units aligned to the eight major industries here in Oklahoma, which includes energy. And so I think that's one of the reasons that I'm here today is really to talk about how what we're doing with young kids is introducing them to potential careers here in Oklahoma. I didn't even know we had, see, and this is where I'm siloed and I need people's help. What eight industries, you know, do we have I'm, here? I knew you were going to ask me that you and I'll do, it, my, you, I'll do my best to rattle them off. Uh, Make one up. <laughs> Everybody's watching this. All, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that's know, kind of the truth. I know there's the golf industry. Anything that has to do with oil and gas, right? I know there's the golf industry, the food industry, the, uh, the industry. beverage industry. <laughs> well, so, the FR industry. So according to the state, uh, our eight major industries are energy, aerospace and defense, um, architecture, engineering, construction, all kind of lumped together. We're the ones that support um, everybody else existing, right? We've got to make sure that there's built infrastructure, and then you all make sure that there's energy to power it up. Um, there is uh, manufacturing and sort of the distribution logistics piece. There is... Um, a growing tech uh, base here, yes. in Oklahoma, particularly in Oklahoma City. Uh, we have a... There's some private equity firms pitching into those right now, too. Yeah. We, you know, one of our uh, oil and gas guys started a private you know, equity firm just to fund tech. It's a really neat ecosystem. Um, and that's one of the fun things that's been about my job is because we touch all eight, I get to kind of dip my toes into all of them um, and meet really cool people doing cool things. We do have a lot of cool people here. I mean, everywhere I see people moving to Oklahoma... <laughs> I mean, I know that some people move to Texas and they're super disappointed, but, you know, those that get here first, they're pretty happy. Sure. I'm I trying mean, to think. How many have I named? So that was seven and a half. <laughs> okay. Well, then there's the, the growing one, which is the film and creative industries. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I was about to ask about the film. I mean, we've got, we've got a lot going on there, too, and that's tech. It, it's Tech runs through all of them in some place, and that's actually one of our big pillars, is instead of talking about tech as its own vertical or industry, talking about how technology actually is what powers a lot of the innovation across industries, and that's not the way we teach it, particularly to young people. We teach them, here's how you code, not, hey, if this is what you want to do in relationship to solving a problem in the future, here's how you can apply technology to that problem. So, you know, tier one, for example, so, so 30,000 foot view, what do you guys do anyway? Uh, we basically do perforating and the completion side of the business, so not super high tech, but we're also always advancing different ways of doing it by building a new system here, you know, creating a new time to tie into these different lateral sciences or core what these guys are doing, different things technology down the hole. I mean, I've, I've seen tools on, you know, on that side of things where, you know, they, they found where the rock breaks, you know, the best when you shoot, you know, yeah. through the casing and now, you know, they can steer those 
once they get down there and they you know have cameras inside of them now and they can look through the rock like oh we need to point that gun this way so we we are having a revolution of technology and the more i see in our industry is the less hammers that are swinging that just means that there's five more people we actually need to employ that are going to be on the technology side of things. Yes, there might be one less hammer out there, but there's now going to be two engineers and a technician and this guy in design that has to come up with this tool and deploy it properly with you know computers. So we, we're we're way behind on getting you know that smart element into our industry. Sure. One of the things the sledgehammer. One of the things we always ask in our programs is, you know, who made that or where did that come from? And young people don't always stop to ask, you know, well, who made that building? Where did where did the idea for that piece of content come from? Who was responsible for producing it? Where did the equipment come from? And that's one of the things that we try to make sure when we're working with students, particularly the students that we work with from backgrounds where they might may not have access to those resources in their everyday life that they're getting to ask about those questions and they're thinking it doesn't just you know something doesn't just materialize someone had to think it up you know pull together resources and then make it and then they had to get out there and market it and sell it and manufacture it and take you know service it in the afterwards and um that's again our education system isn't necessarily set up to talk about the life cycle of a product or uh, a service we focus a lot more on content and our programs are a lot more about uh, problem solving and building building foundational skills related to problem solving. So what do you do when it doesn't work the first time? Uh, we, we deal with a lot of tears. It's exactly the opposite of what our school systems are right now. I, our, I mean, hey, by all means, we, you know, we, we got this far with the USA, and you know, we, we love our country, but we got this far with building students for factories. Mm-hmm. No problem solving skills. We just need you to get up, go to work, pull this lever and get on with it. And the problem solving, you know, is really just left to other people. You know, part of the, the ability, in my, in my opinion, why I wanted to get on the board of the steam engine is because we don't even teach our kids to be engineers, especially our young girls. We, we lead them away from that in the state of Oklahoma. We, we, we train kids to get away from those and, and not pursue technical degrees. Like, I knew when I was playing with Legos when I was a young kid that I was going to be either an architect or an engineer or something. And I pretty much stayed that whole course my entire life. But... That is not the case for most people in this state. Yep. No, there's, um, we get them through, we get them a degree, right? And that's that's the goal. Like, it feels sometimes like, you know, and, and I remember too, it's like, we, we're just trying to get you on to the next thing and not be ready for the real world. But the steam engine can prepare kids for, hey, maybe you're not going to college. Maybe you're going to take what you learned in this steam application, you're going to take and learn a trade. You yeah. know, like we get past that too much thinking like, oh, well, you got to go to college, you got to go to college. That's not necessarily true. No, right. I think we're going to be a very certificate kind of based, you know, education system in the future to where, hey, you know, I'm, heck, I'm, you know, turning whatever age and now I want to go pursue this, you know, certificate. And I want to go pursue that one. And it's not going to take me four years. It's going to take me, you know, six months of this, you know, hardcore, you know, training module. Sure. A lot of what we do in our third through eighth grade programs is exposure. And as we're doing that, we're trying to make sure students understand, one, that there's jobs out there related to the activities that we're doing and that they can be done here in Oklahoma. They don't necessarily require a college degree. And then, two, we try to make sure and act as a connector to other programs that would be a next step. So we aren't necessarily developing additional technical programs at the high school level because there's already a lot of investment in those technical programs um, once you get into high school. Uh, But there's not a whole lot happening 
uh, coordinated in a statewide systematic way in regards to STEM in elementary and middle school. And that's one of the roles we're trying to play as a, a, a connector and a builder in terms of helping school districts uh, identify opportunities for working with local industry. Um, there's a program here in the state called ICAP. It's okay. Individual Career and Academic Plans. Um, I believe this current graduating class this year is the first one um, that's going to be required to have had a career and academic plan. And it requires that students um, do uh, work-based learning, job shadowing, uh, attending a career fair while they're in high school. They actually have to explore potential career paths beyond just, you know, what, is, what am I doing in my, my classes? How many jobs do you say you might have open right now at Tier 1? Just one oil field service company. Five to ten here in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, that we just, just here in Oklahoma. fill and, you know, it rotates pretty quickly. I mean, you know, yeah. this industry changes. Yeah. So five to ten just here, one service company. And how many in Midland? You know, probably about the same. It's the same, if not more. Yeah. I mean, we're going to grow more there this year than we are going to grow in Oklahoma. Yeah, and those are, you know, those are all, you know, those those roles are all, you would like them to be the more technical kind of a person. The more technical role, yes. Better. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just one of, I mean, how many service companies do we have? You know, thousands. Yeah, thousands. So, I mean, there could be roughly 100,000 jobs open right now in our industry that we're not even really seeing that need to be filled by, you know, yeah. technologically Aren't necessarily astute students. people, but, but some kind of, like, technical ability that we need to have. Absolutely. Yeah. See, that's where, I mean, like, we start putting in you know real numbers and see the real numbers of what we're after, and then knowing full well, uh, despite you know you uh, see leaders who ought to know better you know about our own energy policy that say, oh, it's you know we're only going to need oil and gas for you know ten years, but the rest of the people that are knowledgeable is like, well, we need all forms of energy, and oil and gas is the backbone of that, and we're right now looking at the next 50 years we got to do everything we can to add all forms of energy because the hockey sticks keep going up because energy demand is going to go up human flourishing keeps going up but i mean as far as i saw we we really need more like adding two million barrels to the mix per year every year for the next 50 years to keep up with to demand. maintain yeah. that's to maintain yeah. to sustain the status sustain yeah not yeah. just to like Oh yeah, there's going to be more people coming online that want to have a middle class fantasy life like we lead, and not have to worry about food, shelter, clothing. They get to thrive and have free time to come up with science and math and all that, and their own students and families. Sure. I mean, yeah, we we can't uh, we can't get past that need for those students well, what you're doing just, more just circling back to what morgan was talking about like the career path like yes when we get to the high school age these students they have these opportunities but the problem with it is is most kids in rural oklahoma or even civil or not rural but urban oklahoma they decide by fifth or sixth grade if they hate math and science oh. and so they don't even pursue that and so that's what the steam engine is here to change. We're trying to make sure they keep the door open. I mean, they don't necessarily have to walk through it in third grade. But if you decide in third grade or fourth grade that, you know, I'm not good at science or I'm not good at math, and then come high school, you find a class that you really enjoy. And it turns out that maybe you did want to be an engineer, but you didn't get in the track to be in pre-algebra and then algebra. You're not going to be ready to go on to those higher level classes. But if we can at least keep them engaged at a younger age, keep them um, building their self-confidence in, in their ability to, to just stay engaged in the, in the process, uh, then we've added to their quality of life. 
And one of the things that I think is really great about Oklahoma, and I know I'm born and raised here, I've lived all over the state, you know, sometimes we can get down on ourselves for being small, being, being you know, rural or agricultural based, but one of the really cool things about Oklahoma is we might be small in terms of our population, but it actually has been a, a thing that's made it easier to build what I've been working on with my team because we, we've built relationships so much quicker. And um, in a population, a state that has a population of about four and a half million people, um, you're not very far from anybody else if there's a resource you need or you need someone who's in an industry because you've got a student who wants to talk to them. And um, it was brought to my attention not too long ago. So we've got roughly 650,000 public school students. Oh, that's good. In Oklahoma, right? So 650,000 students. There are districts in California that have that many students in their whole district. So when we're talking about trying to move the needle for kids here in our state, the amount of investment that we could put here into to changing the trajectory of our entire state is really a, small. Would not take a lot of compared to other places. Well, I think we have. I think we have uh, just hired a leader that's willing to start taking those steps. We already have, you know, good guys that you know are thinking about this constantly. But just like you said, we roughly have four and a half, five million people in Oklahoma. Last time I talked to you know Pinnell, our you know our VP of Oklahoma, basically, he's he's like, yeah, we need Matt, we need to double the amount of people in our state, and the only way, like you said earlier, like, well, we have to have the education system to draw people here. Why would you? Why were you going to come here in the first place unless you have a high-paying, technology-based job where your kids have a place to have the opportunities to learn so that they move on in life as well and thrive. Sure. Yeah, well, we don't want them moving on. We want them staying here and adding back to our society, yeah. right? We don't want to train our engineers up or even the board of training our teachers up and sending them to Texas. We need to keep them here in Oklahoma. What uh, what can we do, you know, as a, you know, on our side, on our industry to, you know, help you out? Sure. I mean, he, he, you know, my, my friends bring you, you know, in here like, I got somebody <laughs> Thank you for that. Like you're, he's he's my new sidekick. Yeah. I'm yours. Okay, my my co-host from now on. Yeah. Well, um, you can wear the cape. Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. You do have them. <laughs> no capes. Uh, uh, well, so we have a couple of events coming up. Um, we have uh, a youth career fair on March 25th. We're looking for industry partners that want to have a little career fair booth with a hands-on activity for kids to kind of come through. They'll have a passport that they get stamped at each spot. I, I already got my booster. All right. So we're looking for fun hands-on activities to introduce kids to careers here in Oklahoma. So that's March 25th. Um, I'll give you the email address or the web address, and you can direct people to that. Um, we also have um, our first State of Steam breakfast. We're going to have speakers uh, in a panel format from um, workforce development, economic development, and education, and we're going to talk about how they all intersect to support and play off of one another. Um, that will be March 30th at Will Rogers Theater. Oh, back to back, I like this. Yep. Um, and Full then. Steam. <laughs> I knew where, yeah. We had a career. That's all we got is puns. Uh, you know, I love a good pun. Um, and then we'll have some other events later on this year, but those are the two we have coming up. Um, we're always looking for folks who are interested in um, helping support either in our programs as a mentor. Uh, we ask for a quick commitment of at least four weeks so that students get to know you. You're not just one time. They want to get to know you, know what your life looks like because you're a professional in a STEM career. 
Um, and really the biggest thing is just to tell other people about us. Um, we're relatively new. We started in 2019, um, so we've just celebrated our third year. We're working with about 250 students a week uh, across 11 different sites in the Oklahoma City metro, but our goal is to have a statewide presence by 2030. So we're working on um, building our capacity, both financial as well as uh, just relational networks in terms of being able to start looking at the next geography and then continuing to build out curriculum. How do, uh, how do people uh, get a hold of me? So for me personally, LinkedIn's the best place. Okay. Um, I'm very active on there. You like LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, LinkedIn has been a, a great resource. Um, both our, our organization, the Steam Engine, is on there. I'm on there. Um, and then signing up for our newsletter um, is really the best way for us to be able to contact people directly about upcoming activities and events. Um, What's but, the website? Uh, the, the website's www.steamengineokc.org. Yeah, I'll... I'll put it across the video or something somehow well and also you're open obviously to uh, come in and talk to all of our groups and we have the SPE the AADE the IADC the Wolf of Christian Fellowship I mean if if you have a group out there you know bring them in and give them an opportunity to uh, you know learn about what we do and get these kids educated right absolutely I tell everybody I will talk to anyone and everyone for as long or as short as they'll let me yeah, your boys will get sore like mine did at, at, uh, at, Nape. at Nape. And where else were we? The frat HRTC. conference? Yeah, man, we, we did it all. We met a lot Last of people. Week was a busy week. It was a busy week. It was good. Well, this is what we do. I get, I get to uh, oh, meet amazing people that contribute to our uh, human flourishing endeavors. And uh, no small part to uh, oil and gas as well. And you, homie, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate, appreciate you. Thank you. Well, and hey, what's your website? Uh, www.tier1cs.com. And what's your uh, email? Can they have that? Uh, mwitten at tier1cs.com. There you go. Get a hold of him. Say thank you. Bring him to speak to your group, too. If you want to be bored to sleep. There we go. Take care. <laughs> God bless. See you, everybody. Bye-bye.